beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. As we officially kick off the holiday season here on the show and in real life, we are in the final stretch of the strangest year of all time. And I'm going to have more to say about that over the next several weeks as we talk about staying present, combating loneliness, writing down what needs to be written down personally and historically. All of that is to come between now and December 31st, including the annual Best Books of the Year episode, one of my favorites, and of course, journal prompts and conversation starters to close out the calendar and begin anew. So today, at the beginning of all of that, today we're going to talk a little less introspective, but no less fun. We are going to have a whole conversation about holiday movies Do you know what? It's not just about holiday movies. If you're not a holiday movies person, which I am not, my guest Mary Carver and I also end up talking about 
romantic plots in general and how we discuss those themes with our children. We talk about diversity and inclusion in consumer Christmas culture. We really get into all kinds of layers around the topic of holiday movies. And then at the end of our conversation, we have a few listener-submitted holiday hacks, a few ways to handle the holidays, and they are submitted by you. I love the episodes with listener voices. Lastly, I just want to remind you that this very week, Thanksgiving week, my annual Not a Gift Guide gift guide will go out via the secret posts. I call it Not a Gift Guide because what it really is is a list of my favorite things from the year. Just the standout new-to-me items that you could use as a gift guide, I suppose, but it's not like I poured over the internet looking for Black Friday deals or what you should buy for babies or your nieces or whatever. Nope, it is just my favorite things, really. So if you like the favorite things episodes of this show, you will love the Not a Gift Guide gift guide. Those will go out by way of the secret posts. So you have to be on the secret posts email list. And if you are listening to this after Thanksgiving week, this will be available all the way through the end of the year. So if you sign up for the secret posts, you will still get the Not a Gift Guide gift guide. So if you are not already on that list, please go to 10thingstotellyou.com slash secret posts to sign up. All right, let me tell you a little bit about my guest today, Mary Carver. I've known Mary through the blogging world for ages now, literally like a decade probably. She is a delight. She's a writer, she's a podcaster, she's a wife and mom, and she is kind of a holiday movie expert. Her main website is marycarver.com, but right now you can go get her holiday movie bundle, which she talks a little bit more about on the episode. It has tons of freebies and fun things. You can get that by going to hookedonholidaymovies.com. I think you'll enjoy our conversation. I certainly did. It was just the thing to get me into the holiday spirit this week. Mary, welcome to 10 Things to Tell You. I am so excited to have you here to kind of kick off our holiday season in this very fun way. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Laura. I'm really excited to talk with you. I'm excited to introduce you to the wonderful world of holiday movies. (laughs) I'm a little nervous. I'm going to be honest because I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, just who you are. We've known each other a long time just through the blogging world, through the blog conferences that we both used to go to back in the day. But just tell us a little bit about who you are and why you are qualified to come talk to us about holiday movies. Okay. Yes. We have known each other from early days of blogging when you were Hollywood housewife and I was giving up on perfect. I mean, I'm still like in my life trying to give up on perfect, but. Well, and I'm still a Hollywood housewife, so it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some things don't change, but I currently, uh, I have a podcast that is called The Couch And it's a place where we have conversations about pop culture and why it matters. I also have a website that I occasionally write on. And I also write for Encourage and I write for momadvice.com. 
And sometimes I write uh, devotionals and Bible studies. So a little bit of everything, but my favorite fun thing is the pop culture. And right now, that means holiday movies. Okay. I have to confess to you that I do not watch holiday movies. I I know that they're a huge thing. I know. Now listen, I there's you know, there's some classics I guess I watch that our family busts out like Elf and sometimes I like Love Actually or you know, those kind of things, but I do not watch this like onslaught of crazy holiday movies that everyone else loves and talks about. I actually mm-hmm. don't even understand them. And so I'm completely relying on you to fill in all the gaps of why they're amazing. Like, I kind of want you to talk me into it is what I'm telling you. Okay. Well, I can definitely do that, but I have to laugh because you just said a minute ago that you were nervous, but it occurred to me yesterday that we were going to have this conversation and like (laughs) your husband makes real movies. (laughs) And you live in Hollywood and it kind of makes sense that this would be new to you because it's a whole different, a whole different beast. Well, you know what? I don't even tie any of those things that you just said together. (laughs) Like it does. It feels like a whole different genre and subculture of art. Like it just feels like an entirely different thing. And so, yeah, I don't, but you have 10 things that you want to share about holiday movies. So let's do some real basics first before we get into all the things. Like, how are you defining holiday movies because I mm. I don't think you're talking about the classics. Are you talking about these Hallmark romantic movies? What are we talking about when we're talking <laughs> about holiday movies in this way? Okay, great question. I'm talking about made for TV, largely romantic comedy holiday movies. And here's the first thing that I'm going to tell you about holiday movies is that they're great because you can watch them in so many different ways in so many different places. So no matter what your uh, TV setup is, whether you have cable, you don't have cable, you have Netflix, you have Hulu, you got Prime, whatever your TV situation is, your streaming situation is, you can find these holiday movies. And wait, you just described them as comedies. Are they mostly comedies? I did not know that. I thought they were drama. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. So it's really interesting. And I don't know the, I don't know the why behind this, but about five years ago, Hallmark went from putting out two or three, maybe five or six schmaltzy tug at the heartstrings holiday movies each year to blasting us with dozens of them. And yeah, they're often more romantic comedies or lighthearted romance than they are heavy hitting drama. And so I don't know why they made the switch, but I'm glad they did because I'll tell you what, I don't like the really emotional, dramatic business. I don't, I don't, I'm not here for that. Like I'm not a seven, but I also don't need to like get all in my feelings when I'm watching a movie. (laughs) I want to laugh. I want something to be funny. I want people to banter. And that's what they've started doing. And uh, so Hallmark made that switch about 2015. And then Lifetime and other channels and streaming services have followed suit. So where are you going to find these movies? You're going to find the bulk of them on the Hallmark channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Those are two separate channels. This year, I think there are 40 new Hallmark movies between (gasps) the two channels. 40. Yeah. Isn't that insane? 
Okay, well, here's where I will bring a little tiny bit of Hollywood knowledge. Do you know how hard it is to make 40 movies for one season? Well, here's the thing, Laura. This is what's so nuts. And I... This seems crazy to me, and I have very little understanding of the movie-making world, but they make these movies, they film them in 15 days. What? Yeah, yeah, no joke. They film these movies in 15 days, so sometimes they don't start filming a movie until, like, there's one, I listened to one interview about a movie that came out right before Christmas. They started after Thanksgiving. That is not regular production (laughs) timeline. No, no, it's not. And it does explain some of the quality of some of the movies. Okay. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say without saying it. I mean, that must, that must mean that there is uh, some cutting corners that must happen. There's must be very limited sets. Sometimes I think there's very little editing. I mean, Gosh, please, like if if you are listening and you edit Hallmark movies, please know I'm not criticizing your work specifically. But it also, because they churn out so many, they've practiced. They're good at what they do. You just have to like know going in, like this is what I'm going to get. Well, there must obviously be something formulaic about it in the same way mm-hmm. that you can churn out TV that quickly, certain episodic right. TV, you know, obviously soap operas. Yes, right. And I do think there's a... a a significant number of actors who come from the soap opera world that end up in these TV movies. And so they've got that experience of being able to, you know, get to know a script that quickly. Yeah. This is fascinating already. Okay. (laughs) What's number two. Okay. So yes. The number one is that you can watch them in so many different places. So let me just tell you real quick Uh, this year, 2020, even though the world has been shut down for a large period of time, there are almost 100 new holiday movies. I thought you said there were 40. That's just on the Hallmark channels. Yeah. Oh, what? So, so Hallmark and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, they have 40 new movies. And then Lifetime has 34. And then you've got Netflix and you've got BET. You've got Oprah's Network. You've got Ion TV. They're everywhere. So that means, is there a new movie almost every single day? So they start before Halloween now. Oh. And there are new movies every weekend. So wait, is holiday like all encompassing? So do we have Thanksgiving movies? Do we have New Year's movies? You know, I just defaulted in my mind to be Christmas, but that's of course not only one of the holiday. So you would think that they would just encompass them all, but they don't. They start before Halloween airing movies about Christmas. So are they... Christian specific or not like necessarily baby Jesus, but are they like Christmas tree specific? There's not like a, a Hanukkah they are, version. They are almost all consumer Christmas specific. There are very few have any religious tones to them, but last year there were two Hallmark movies that involved Hanukkah and a lifetime movie that involved Hanukkah. And this year uh, just off the top of my head, I know there's one Hallmark movie that involves Hanukkah. So it's mostly Christmas. That's interesting because, I don't know, stuff happens at Thanksgiving. Stuff happens, not right. this year, by the way, yes. <laughs> in general. <laughs> right. These movies are predictable. And you might think that is a criticism, and I suppose for some people it is. But these movies are truly comfort food programming. 
Like I can tell you that when you start a Hallmark holiday movie, the first commercial break is going to be at 18 minutes because it's always at 18 minutes. And I can tell you more generally, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a meet cute. There's going to be a problem. There's going to be at the very end of it, there's going to be uh, some sort of stupid misunderstanding that has to be resolved for that final kiss. They're so predictable, but it, we need we need our comfort food. And so I think for some of us, we find that in these movies. Well, that's the formula part. So that's always true on TV too. Your ads have to be at a certain oh, yeah. minute mark. Mm-hmm. And two thoughts here. One is on the book episodes of this show, I talk a lot about books on this podcast, and it has come up now in the last two book episodes that people are taking a great amount of comfort in reading romance novels. And romance Mm -hmm. novels also, there's a really broad range of them on whether they're like bodice rippers or whether they, you know, might have some (laughs) funny, lighthearted elements. But the thing that always like ties them together that puts it into the romance genre besides the actual romantic relationship is that it's always a happy ending. And it sounds like you're saying that this is also what's happening in holiday movies, which for my personal opinion actually makes a lot more sense in movie form than in book form. Like I have no problems watching a happy ending in a movie that feels very satisfying for me in a book form. It sort Mm -hmm. of feels like a little bit pat, But also Mm -hmm. a lot of people seem to find a lot of comfort in these stories and and the formula of them. And I do relate to that, even though like the formulas I like are maybe darker than than (laughs) holiday movies (laughs) or romance novels. But like, I definitely relate to putting on, you know, a marathon of law and order, which is always the same thing, right? Like what we're talking about, but fictionalized crime. Right. So I do get, I do get the elements of this, yeah. like the comfort, yeah. the formula, you know, I don't always understand why people like lean so hard into it, but I, I, I like the feel good part. I do like that. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com and use code U, Y-O-U. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, and that kind of leads us to my number three, which is similar, but maybe just a little bit more digging deeper. Is that like you mentioned with the romance novels? What you know, what defines a genre is the happy ending, and not only are you guaranteed a happy ending in these movies, but you're guaranteed a conclusion and a resolution to any main conflict. And especially in this year, but honestly, in so many seasons of so many years, we don't get those things. There's never a guaranteed happy ending in a lot of our experiences as humans. And a lot of times we're in a situation where we don't know if or when the conflict will be resolved. We don't know when the hard thing will be over. But when you sit down to a cheesy or sappy little holiday movie, you know it's going to be over in two hours if you watch all the commercials, an hour and a half if you don't. You know there's going to be a happy ending. Whatever stupid misunderstanding comes between the two characters at the end, it will be resolved in those last few moments. And so I think that there's just something so compelling about that because we have no guarantees in real life and we get them in these movies. Oh yeah, I can totally see that. The other part of that that feels really fulfilling to me is like in this era of prestige TV, and I'm not a, I'm not an overly huge TV watcher, but I do appreciate and like a lot of the amazing TV that's come out in the last few years. But of course, a very common thing about TV seasons is that they end on a cliffhanger, like mm-hmm. so often. And it is frustrating and infuriating. I think this is why I don't like to watch TV in real time. I'd much rather binge like a whole series, even if I have to wait literal years, because I (laughs) get like actually mad when there's a cliffhanger and you don't know what's Mm going to happen. So it definitely appeals to me that not only is it a happy ending, but it's just a conclusion. There's nothing left hanging. I love that so much. They definitely tie it up in a pretty bow. Now, I will say, I mean, there are some movies where sad stuff happens and not every part of it is happy. Like there was a movie that came out this year. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to cry. It's basically about a mom trying to find someone to adopt her kids after she dies because she has cancer. Oh, that's, that's not, that doesn't seem to fall into the realm of what we're talking about. No, no, I'm not here for that. And so I did not watch it, but I'm guessing I haven't looked. I should have looked before I even brought this up. But I suspect, based on what I know of these movies, that uh, the end of the movie showed a happy-ish new family after the mom had died. Like, it was resolved. It just was like a not simple or fluffy way to resolve it. Right. And that's a holiday movie or just like a lifetime movie? No, it was actually Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. It was something about the holiday. The kids were named Holly and Ivy. So the movie's called Holly and Ivy. Yeah, I'm going to maybe skip that one. Okay. All right, moving on. Are we on number four? Okay, yes, number four. Okay, so you mentioned a few minutes ago that you, you don't understand why people lean so hard into this. And I would say a lot of you, they watch them completely unironically. And they watch them and they just like they never critically that's not me 
I'm often ironic and critical about all things, including <laughs> holiday movies. Uh, but there is a large population that they just love every single one of these movies. The ones that make you cry, the ones that make you laugh. They just love them all. And I think it's because it has simply become their tradition. And so whether someone is watching out of pure devotion to the genre and they love every single thing about every single movie, or if they're more like me and they like some, they love some, they're real critical of some others, it's still a tradition. And it's it's one of those things like putting up the tree or seeing lights or baking the cookies. It's just become one of the things that makes it feel like Christmas. Well, goodness, at the rate that you're talking about, like how many there are going to be, a hundred of them, then I feel like it. if that is part of your, like if that is a hobby for you around Christmas time, it's almost like you could have all the feelings about them. It's like watching American Idol or So You Think You Can Dance or something. You can hate some of them. You can love some of them. You can be critical of some. You can be, you know, all in on others, whatever. Like, I truly did not realize the mass amounts of movies we were going to be talking about, that there's a hundred for the whole season. Yeah. You know, if you thought this was a fun part of your season, then you could feel all kinds of feelings about them. Like, it's almost like a sport. You know what I mean? Like you yes. can be like, I'm, yeah. I'm rooting for this one. Oh, this one was terrible. But even though it's like even kind of fun to be like, this one was so terrible. Like just to talk about it like that. You yes. see what I mean? That's what I'm like picturing yes. of it Yes, being- that's exactly how it is. Yeah, actually a couple years, no, last year, I've lost all track of time. I, I don't know. I believe it was last summer. My friend Anna and I uh, sat down and <laughs> we did a March Madness t- style bracket for holiday movies. Oh, I love it. You should market that. Do you have that in, all, in one of your freebies? Because that's like amazing. Making a note. <laughs> and we did that. We did it for a podcast episode and it was so fun. And honestly, like I always do like kind of my picks for the season and then looking back on, okay, here are my top five or top 10 or whatever. And it is exactly how you described. There are ones that I am rooting for. Like in particular, there was one that I watched last night that I was so hopeful it would be good. And it was pretty good. Two weeks ago, there was another one I thought would be great. And it was terrible. But it wasn't just boring. Because a lot of them, I think, are just boring. No, it was bonkers. And so it was still so fun to watch because it was ridiculous. My husband watched it with me. And we were like, what What even is happening here? What is going on? And it was, we had a blast. Okay, well, obviously you're going to have to name which the which that one was. That's the one I want to go watch now. Okay, it was called A Welcome Home Christmas, and it's on Lifetime. And I will say that the two lead characters uh, were great. The rest of the movie, the supporting cast, the background music, the edits, the premise of the movie, the plot of the movie, the conclusion of the movie, the, the Santa at the end of the movie, it was... It, I don't even have words for how gloriously terrible it was. Okay. I don't want to derail us too far into this conversation of being gloriously wonderful, but, and by that, I mean, gloriously terrible is gloriously (laughs) wonderful. I, I am so curious about the actors in these movies. You said that some of them come from the soap opera world, possibly. I actually follow quite a few people who will do this occasionally, who will pop up in a holiday movie. It seems like, Mm-hmm. I'm sure obviously there's a hundred of them a season. There's a ton of opportunity, but I just was noticing when I scrolled this week that Dan Levy is in an upcoming one. And I, 
me, a person who doesn't want to watch holiday movies, like kind of made a note of it. Like, oh, he's in it. Like, I might want to watch that. It looked funny. Funny Mm -hmm. is always good. And so I don't know the answer to this. I'm totally spitballing here. But I am curious about the actor's side of this. Like, if it's just like, especially if it's like you said, 15 shoot days or less, depending Mm -hmm. on what their role is, to just like pump out a movie, that's, you know, potentially a great gig for an actor of no conclusion there. I just wanted to mention that because I did notice that about Dan Levy. And then, you know, I think I follow a few other actors that not off the top of my head, I can think of, but that have been in movies and then we'll promote them around the season. It's interesting to think about that side of it. Now I will say the one that Dan Levy is in that I believe was supposed to be a theatrical release. And so so it's a, it's a big one. It's a little, it's going to have a different tone and it's going to have different, it's going to be a totally different quality uh, because there, there are a lot of big name actors in that movie. Alison Brie, Kristen Stewart. Oh, that's a big movie. Yes. Yeah. So it was supposed to be the theaters. It's going to be on Hulu and it's about two lesbians going home to one of their families and they don't know that she's gay. I want to watch that. I totally want to watch this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's on my list. It's on my, like, well, it's not on my DVR, but I, yeah, I will definitely be watching it. I'm looking forward to it, but it's not quite the same. You know how there's like a Comic-Con for the comic book world or fantasy worlds conference? Is there a holiday movie conference or should there be? I can't decide if I am proud or embarrassed to know the answer, but... Regardless, I know the answer because it is yes. There is a Christmas con. <laughs> uh, and I only, look, I have not been to it. I, uh, there was one last year, there was one in California and one in New Jersey. And I live in Missouri, so I didn't attend. And I know about it because of other podcasts that I listen to that are um, even more heavily into this than I am. I wondered if if it was in California, maybe I saw something about it. And that's what even made that spring to mind, which mm. I didn't think about it till we were discussing, but I, because there's so many of them and because there's a loyal, loyal fan base, mm-hmm. it seems like there should be. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad there is because obviously yeah. it's like, it's a whole subculture apparently. Yes. Yes. It really is. What number are we on? Five? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to give uh five and six are going to be pretty closely related, although they might seem like they're not. So number five is that these movies can be watched by anybody in your house. They're almost all rated G. They're very safe for the whole family. No matter what your boundaries are, no matter what kind of ages you have in your house, your kids can sit and watch these with you. Side note, some of the earlier lifetime Christmas movies are a little edgier. I watched one recently with my six-year-old from about 10 years ago, and I was like, oh, well, I hope she doesn't ask about that reference or that comment. (laughs) There were just a couple things that I wouldn't have normally... uh, I didn't expect, but for the most part, the whole family gets it down and watch them, or you can have it on in the background and not be cons- like, not be worried that something scary or, you know, something you aren't ready to have a conversation about is going to pop on your screen. So the romance level stops at kissing, I'm guessing. Oh yes. Oh yes, for sure. Now I will say lifetime is a little edgier in general than Hallmark and Hallmark movies and mysteries as is uh, Netflix. But even then, it's still very mild, gentle, rated G. Well, that's notable. 
man, these days, and like I say that as a mom who just watched all the Marvel movies with my (laughs) tiny children that are full of violence. So I'm not necessarily like overly restrictive in that area, but I do think it's a really good thing to know and note because you don't have to be like, you know, vigilant about like, should we fast forward or, you know, are we going to have to have a big conversation? Like you said, that to just have it on play while you're making cookies or whatever. Yeah, because so my girls are 13 and almost seven. Uh, so I've got kind of two different age brackets there. But I mean, we're we're pretty careful about what they watch. But at the same time, there are things that we watch together as a family or I watch with them or, or with one or one or both of them. And I know it's going to start a conversation. Or yes, I have my hand on the remote because I know I'm going to need to fast forward through one particular scene. Uh, we're watching the Marvel movies with my 13 year old too. But yeah, with these movies, you don't have to, you don't have to think about that. Well, let me ask, because you have two girls and I have a girl and a boy and and we don't need to like make this enormously deeper than it is. But I am just going to ask, like, if you were to watch these with your kids quite a bit, is the emphasis on the romance part of it, does that give you any kind of pause? Like, you know, tying the holidays to romantic entanglements or tying happy endings, happy stories, like, you know, just if always showing romantic relationships in this sort of positive, unbelievable light, like, let's just be Mm -hmm. frank, you know? Uh, So I'm not, again, I'm not trying to make this like, (laughs) we don't need to go to the deepest (laughs) depths of our soul on this, but because you have watched them with your girls and I haven't, like, does that ever make you think, well, let's just like sort of temper what's real here or, and what's not. Oh, absolutely. My girls roll their eyes at me so much because I refuse to let that stuff slide. So it's just like when, so my 13 year old is um, currently obsessed with country music. And I mean, I'm from a small town in the Midwest. I'm not opposed to country music. I am opposed to some of it though. And it's messages. And so I'll be like, yeah, sure. We can listen to your station, but then I'm going to make a comment about every little, you know, row country song that comes on the radio. (laughs) And it's the same thing with these movies. So I will say the romance is usually the main thing, but there's also, you know, there are plot lines about family about friendship, about work and business that are part of it. But yeah, I make sure they know like, oh, guys, if a guy says that to you, that's not actually okay. Or what were we watching? Gosh, we were watching something just recently. And the woman was saying, I had these dreams before I ever met you. Oh, because she was deciding whether or not to take a job, like her dream job, or stay with this guy she met two weeks ago. And my girls were like, stay with him. I'm like, no, hold the phone, ladies. No. Remember how she just met him 90 minutes ago when we started the movie? Remember that? And so, yeah, we definitely have conversations and they roll their eyes, but I want to make sure they know this is fictional. This is for fun and it's not real life. And just like, uh, you know, there's, (laughs) there's a song on the radio that says, I love you, but not more than my hometown. And Laura... I say every single time, actually, my daughter won't even like, if it comes on the radio, she changes it. She's like, mom's going to get on her high horse again. I'm like, you know what? That's ridiculous. You run from that guy as fast as you can. Jerk. (laughs) So yes, it does give me pause. And yes, I let them know it. 
Okay. That's good to know. I didn't, I haven't thought through any of these questions before I asked them. I'm just like (laughs) tossing it up for us to talk about, but I definitely am a lecture mom. You know, I know I read these books, how you're supposed to like bring these ideas in, in a more subversive, Mm -hmm. natural way. And I don't do that. I basically am like, listen, I need you to understand why this is real stupid. Mm -hmm. And I'm like that mom. And so I can imagine that you know, some of those things would come up. I do that as we're watching the Marvel movies saying, sure. like, I'll be like, did we notice in this movie what was happening with the women that mm-hmm. they were, you know, blah, blah. So I, I talk about that, but I also, you know, I just wondered how other families handle it or if it's not a thing to, I don't have it watched. So I don't even know if it is a thing to be handled, but it seems like it would be. So I'm glad that you. Yes. Yeah. I that. tried to be, um, I definitely think there is something to be said for watching something just for fun, but I am, especially with my kids, a conscientious viewer. One thing that I have noticed about these movies is that they do tend to send the message that there's only one way to celebrate the holidays because so many of the movies are about someone who's lost their holiday spirit. Mm. And so we've talked a little bit about that too, because you know, sometimes you're sad and that's okay. You don't have to be cheered up. Or sometimes you want to celebrate the holiday without a Christmas tree and that's okay too. Right. So the one way that they really like sort of highlight is Mm -hmm. what we think of as traditional consumer Christmas of Mm -hmm. lots of holly wreaths and mistletoe and a big fancy tree and Yes. Many of the movies, I mean, especially Hallmark, but lots of them in general look like Christmas threw up on the set. It is over the top. But if you like that sort of thing and seeing that sort of thing, especially this year, when you may not be able to go out into the world as much as you want to, you can see that on your screen and it does make you feel like, oh, look at all the trees or, oh, look at all those houses with lights. It's, it's nice. Yeah, that's a part that appeals to me, actually. Like, I would love to see eye candy holiday decor. I mean, that's like about half the reason that I watch the Real Housewives franchise, which (laughs) I'm actually trying to bow myself out of watching it. But in general, I watch it for the eye candy of, you know, what what are they wearing? What does their beautiful home look like? They're throwing a party. How did they you know, decorate for the party, whatever. I just like seeing these sort of, it's almost like magazines on the screen, you know, these like pretty things. So if that was happening in holiday movies, that's a draw for me. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that too. I definitely think it can help get you in the spirit and it can, like you said, it can give you ideas for how to do your own thing. Like maybe we're not throwing a bunch of parties this year, but next year, fingers crossed, we will be. And so I think that, yeah, that's a fun one. I'm so excited that I had wanted to talk about how these movies are not only a tradition, like watching them as a tr- tradition, but sometimes you can even get ideas for new traditions to start with your family. So, oh, is that a number or are we on a tangent? Mm, it does the answer? There's no right answer here. I mean, I think we'll call it a number. Although I'm still going to get back to my original number six, which will now be number eight. <laughs> But I think that you can learn some new traditions or get ideas for new traditions. Like this is a silly one, but I have noticed this year in the movies I've watched so far, everyone is making their own Christmas wreath. Oh yeah. That's a popular thing to do. In LA, people do it as like a mom's night out. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's, 
I'm not, I'm not super crafty myself. I mean, a million years ago, I used to scrapbook, but I'm not, I'm not super crafty. And so it would never have occurred to me to make my own wreath when I can go to Etsy and pay someone else to do it. But I watch these movies. I'm like, look at all these people. They look so happy with their wire and their pine cones. Maybe, maybe I want to try this. <laughs> too, like you with a glue gun, hating life. <laughs> right. Just like so irritated. Exactly. Exactly. I should probably remember. <laughs> I should probably remember the, the wire wreath form and uh, yards and yards of orange burlap I bought after reading a blog post about how to make a simple autumn wreath. Yeah. Never yeah. did that. Yeah. So I don't know. And just like, there's one movie from, I don't, maybe two years ago, it's called Christmas Joy. But the whole premise of the movie was that they're planning a cookie crawl where it's like a progressive dinner or open house sort of thing where people go from house to house and eat their different cookies. And obviously in this year, that sounds horrifying. But on a normal year, and I I am believing that we will have another normal year, that sounds delightful. I know this is not funny at all because hashtag pandemic, but the fact that <laughs> You just called a cookie crawl horrifying. I mean, it's tickling me like, please don't do that. That could kill your neighbors. Right. But, but in another year. Yes. Yes. Like, seriously, if there's anyone listening who lives in my little town, please don't do this. It sounds like something you would do in 2020. Please don't. <laughs> But let's go ahead and sign up for Cookie Crawl 2021. Yes, yes, that I can get behind. Actually, there was a lady in our neighborhood who posted on like the the neighborhood Facebook page last year that she wanted to do it. I'll keep you posted if she wants to do it again this year. (laughs) But yes, number seven is that you can find ideas for decorating and new traditions and ways to celebrate with your own family and friends. Okay, Mary, you really are nudging me along to press play on one of Mm -hmm. these. Okay, number eight was originally going to be my number six, which was related to my number five, is about diversity. Okay, even though you don't watch these movies, you don't know much about them, you may have heard or suspected that they are not particularly diverse, and you would be correct. Uh, Hallmark, in particular, has gotten quite a bit of flack in the last couple of years about being so not diverse, not inclusive. What do you mean by diverse specifically? Do you mean racially? Do you mean uh, sexuality? What do we mean by diverse or all the things? All the things with an emphasis on racial diversity. Okay. So that is the number one thing that people, that I would say the most people have had a problem with, but yeah, it's absolutely a complaint and a problem that Every single one of these movies features, you know, like heteronormative couples. And that leaves out a large part of the population who might also want a cozy Christmas movie to watch. Also, the thing about, is it always Christmas? You know, do we talk about Hanukkah? Do we have movies about Kwanzaa or Diwali or any of the other winter holiday options that are out there? No, they definitely have not. However... Things are changing, and I'm so glad. Tell me. Last year, I noticed a big change in Lifetime's movies. And and Netflix has been diverse in their holiday movies pretty much from the beginning. Um, Lifetime had a lot more people of color in their movies. 
And they had actually, it was um, the fact that it was notable is says something in itself, but they had a, not the main characters, but supporting actors who were a gay couple and they kissed on screen. And it was a big deal. Hallmark hardly did anything different last year, but this year, long story short, Hallmark movie department has a new, there's a new person in charge. I don't know if she is the president or CEO. I'm not sure what her title is, but she is a woman of color. She is also a woman of a lot of experience. I don't know exactly when she was hired, but when they announced it this summer, almost immediately Hallmark came out with a statement saying, we hear you and we agree with you moving forward. We are going to be more diverse and more inclusive. And it was like, bing, bang, boom. They hired her. They made that announcement. They aired a brand new movie this summer about four weddings. And one of those was a lesbian wedding. And I mean, one of them was like, I think two of them had people of color. So I'm like, oh, they're doing it. They're, they're actually doing the thing. And they've made steps in their holiday movies as well. Uh, there's a movie called The Christmas House on the Hallmark Channel, where it's about a family getting together over the holidays, two grown sons. One of them reunites with his high school girlfriend. The other one is trying to adopt a child with his husband. And that's a big deal for Hallmark. They've got um, the first Hallmark movie featuring Asian Americans as the main characters. That's coming up later in the season. There is another Hanukkah movie. I'm happy to say they really are trying to be more diverse, more inclusive. It's a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. I know, but it is. Well, that's what I was going to say. Good for them because this is the change that clearly needed to happen. Also, this is some real basic stuff that we're talking about. And so the fact that in 2020, they have decided to get on the train of inclusion is not exactly worth ringing victory bells over, but I acknowledge that it's good, good for them. Like change has to, you know, if you're that far behind, you have to start somewhere. And, and so I'm glad that they are. I'm glad. And I'm glad that you mentioned it here. I didn't know that, although I probably could have made a just, loose, educated guess around it. And I'm glad that they seem yeah. to be putting their money where their mouth is and it not just being something they say they're going to do, but then somehow mysteriously it never happens, you know, so right. good. good for them. Right. Yeah. And they're not being shy about it either, which I appreciate because I wouldn't recommend going into the comments of the uh, Hallmark Channel Facebook page whenever they post about any of these changes, specifically any movies with homosexual characters. People are ignorant and ugly. And ha- every time Hallmark holds the line, they're like, well, this is what we're doing. Enjoy or hit the road. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're definitely late to catch up. They are late to do the right thing. I know uh, from interviews I have read and heard with a lot of frequent Hallmark and Lifetime actors that they have been uh, very anxious for this change to take place. And so, you know, I'm happy for them that they will have different and better scripts to choose from. And I'm happy for people who maybe didn't see themselves in these movies before and now they will. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad we talked about that part. I'm glad that that's happening. Okay. Number nine. Are we on nine already? Or are we on like we eight on nine. C? <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know, Laura. Okay. Well, here's what I'll say. Here's one uh, with a shameless plug for my own stuff. Not only is it, can it be fun to watch some of these movies, but 
there can be extra fun. So for example, in my Hooked on Holiday Movies bundle that you can download on my website, you can get a bingo card, actually a couple different bingo cards. And so while you're watching, you can get some of your Christmas candy out or, you know, if you're watching early next year, get your kids Halloween candy out and play bingo with like, okay, every time you see snowfall or somebody getting in a snowball fight or, oh, there's a gazebo or there's an angel or a meddling neighbor, all the tropes I put on there so you can play bingo. So you're looking out for these silly things and getting getting rewarded for, for finding them. Or if that's not your speed, you can also just Google Hallmark movie drinking game. You will find what you're looking for. <laughs> I was going to ask, is this like a drinking game? So yeah, yeah. You can find those too. That's not in my bundle, but it is in others. <laughs> and, you know, it's fun to watch and just take it face value for what it is. But there is something to be said about watching, ironically, um, looking for the cheesiest, silliest one and watching that one. Have you used the Netflix party app? Have you used that before? No, but some of my kids' friends did it for birthday parties and whatever. So I know about it, although I have not actually done it yet. Yes. So you can watch, again, in a normal year, you could do a movie watching party with friends at your house, but you can still do it virtually if you want to watch a Hallmark, or not a Hallmark, but a Netflix holiday movie, use this app and you could do that together. So that's fun too. There are lots of ways to make it even more fun, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I love that. And that's a thing that we can do virtually this year that you Mm -hmm. can feel like you're participating in something, you know, just another fun activity. We're all looking for ways to make the holidays in 2020 not be weird or lonely or, you know, just finding for ways to connect. And this is, that's one of Mm -hmm. them. I love that. Okay. So number 10, I will say is that these movies are really fun if nostalgia is your jam. So if you think it's fun to see the stars from your childhood TV and movies show up in random places, holiday movies are for you. This year, one of the movies I'm most excited about this year, even though I it may be terrible, it stars Melissa Joan Hart from Clarissa Explains It All and Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Jason Priestley from 90210. Oh my gosh, that is nostalgia. I thought yes. I, that's amazing. Yes. So yeah, if you want to see uh, Mario Lopez in something other than the Saved by the Bell reboot, he is also in a Lifetime holiday movie this year. (laughs) And then you can also find, like, you'll also find older actors that you might have forgotten about or just haven't seen in a while, like Henry Winkler or Patrick Duffy or, oh, what's the lady? Actually, I don't, I think that she has passed away, but um, Doris Roberts from Everybody Loves Raymond. Like she was in a bunch of them several years ago. Florence Henderson is in some of these. And then randomly there will be uh, musicians. So Leanne Rimes is in one of these movies. Mariah Carey has been in a couple of these movies. (laughs) You just never know who's going to show up. Okay, that might be the most convincing argument that you've made this whole time because now I want to see like all of those people in some sort of holiday Mm -hmm. romantic situation. 
Yeah, it's very fun. And like I said, I get so excited about these and then half the time they are they are just garbage. But it's it's super fun garbage. <laughs> I mean, that's what the where the bar is this year, you know, True. like <laughs> So, I am looking for pockets of joy. It sounds like I need to like get over myself and try these holiday movies. <laughs> I super appreciate you coming and talking to us about this, sharing your thoughts, convincing me on something that I didn't know I needed convincing on. Can you please tell the listeners where they can find you, where can they can go download your holiday movie bundle, all of those things. And I will also link this in the show notes, everybody, and on social media. But Mary, why don't you tell us quickly where they can find you? Sure. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been so much fun. Uh, you can find me at marycarver.com. I'm at Mary Carver on all the socials. But if you are interested in this holiday movie business, you definitely want to go to hookedonholidaymovies.com. That's where I have a free downloadable bundle of holiday joy <laughs> just waiting for you. I have a schedule of all the new holiday movies coming up. I have guides to... The best holiday movies, if you like food, if the best holiday movies, if you like weddings or royals or all those sorts of things, I have actually a short devotional inspired by holiday movies. I have recipes, a playlist, the bingo cards. It's just, there's just so much stuff in there. You want to go get that. It's hooked on holidaymovies.com and it's waiting for you. I cannot wait. I'm, I'm going to send everybody there. That is so amazing that you do that. I love everything that you said. It sounds so fun. So thanks again for being here and happy holidays to everyone. Yes. Happy holidays. Wasn't that a fun conversation? I just love kicking off our holiday season like that. And now for just a few holiday hacks submitted by our listeners. I absolutely love these. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hi, my name is Hannah and I'm from England, a little tiny village. And my holiday hack is to schedule a appointment with yourself to do something really fun and festive just for yourself and treat that time as an actual appointment, you're not available for anyone else and just do something that you really enjoy. For me, I usually do baking on my own with no children around and I just put some Christmas music on and do some baking and no one is allowed to interrupt that time. (laughs) Hi, I'm Angela and I live in Ohio. My favorite holiday hack is to use a spreadsheet to keep track of all of the gifts that I want to purchase. I also label each gift with a piece of washi tape and the person's name. That way my husband can help me wrap everything and he knows what to write on the label. I'm Molly from Central Florida. My Christmas hack is to make the presents under the tree from mom and dad and to make the stocking from Santa Claus. My kids don't form unrealistic expectations of what Santa is able to do for them from year to year. I don't get caught up in why Santa Claus uses the same gift wrapping as mom and dad. And we also get credit for the bigger presents under the tree as we should. For years, I've been spending Christmas with my best friend and her kids, and then once I had a kid with my kid. Really early on, we both made and invested in fabric bags of all different shapes and sizes with Christmas patterns. Then every year, we'd pull out the box of bags, 
put the presents in them and put them under the tree. Saves so much time wrapping and also is better for the environment because we didn't waste all that wrapping. Hi, I'm Heather from Nashville, Tennessee, and my holiday hack is to schedule some time to do exactly what I want over the month of December. For me, this looks like having a date night with myself where my husband takes the kids. I don't know where they go. And I watch the family stone by my Christmas tree. I order Thai takeout food and I'm alone in my house and it does wonders in helping me not be angry at the end of the season because I have done at some point exactly what I wanted to do. Already looking forward to it this year. Hi, I'm Kimberly from Michigan. And I make white chicken chili every Christmas Eve, and we put finely diced red and green bell peppers on top, and it's perfect. And then we put jingle bells underneath the tree, and so whichever kid wakes up first on Christmas morning gets to ring the bells and wake everybody up. Hi, Laura. This is Heather from Birmingham, Alabama. One tip I have to make the holidays easier is that I track Christmas gifts in the Evernote app. Each year, I record what I give people. It helps me see what I still have to buy for Christmas. And because I do this every year, I can easily go back and see what I got someone already so I don't ever duplicate. Hi, I'm Laura from Atlanta. One hack I have is to save the Christmas photo cards you receive, punch a hole through them, and my family this past year prayed for a different family every night of the month until they flipped back over to the start. And that's just a really fun way to keep your loved ones in your thoughts and prayers. Hello, this is Kara from New Jersey. In the past, I would have told you that my holiday hack was to do X, Y, and Z with food and decorations and gifts. And really what it was about was making myself and everyone around me completely insane. What I've learned the last few years and I will be using this year is to learn to not apologize and to do the things you want to do and enjoy them and not worry about everything else. That's it. just listen to the 10 things to tell you podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10 things to tell you.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 things to tell you. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.